0: Welcome to Backstage with Becca B. with special guest, Tony D'Elio. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, this dancer extraordinaire made his national tour debut in Beauty and the Beast, has been on the national tours of shows like Kinky Boots, Hamilton, and Cats, and recently made his Broadway debut in Bob Fosse's Dancin' please welcome Tony D'Alio.
1: Hello, hi Becca.
0: Hi, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, how are you?
0: Very good, very good. I'm looked at your uh, resume last night and I am so excited (laughs) to talk to you. You've done like incredible stuff and I- thank you. Like you're in a huge year for you. You just made your Broadway debut with the- It's
1: really exciting. (laughs)
0: what a fantastic show.
1: Yeah. So,
0: um. First of all, how has life been? I know 2023 has probably been like crazy for you in like a whirlwind.
1: Yes, yes. It, it's been just that. It's been overwhelming at times um, just because the days are so busy. We're either, we've been working on the show, talking to people about the show. Um, I, I was joking the other day that I haven't seen many friends in a while, just because we're so encompassed by the work. Um, and I, and I have to say, I love it. it. It could sound easily like I'm complaining, but it just, it is what it is right now. I'm eat, sleep and breathing Bob Fosse. And you know, this is, this is what I've always wanted to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you're a dancer. So like, I feel like that's a dream for you.
1: It is, it is. And dancers know how to, how to work hard and know how to have a 12-hour a day so oh my goodness
0: out. yes Dan- well I have done like gymnastics all my life and I associate like dance with being like dancers have like the same work ethic as gymnasts I agree and that's a work ethic that like you can't find anywhere else
1: it's true you I agree
0: else so have you always known you wanted to be a performer? And when was the moment you realized?
1: I've always known to move my body when music played. It's just something I've naturally done. And also I painstakingly sat my family down as early as I can remember, putting on shows, conceiving things, doing, watching movies, and thinking of, you know, I want to do my own adaption of that or getting inspired to create my own stories so I remember the the first house I I lived in. We had this like up landing thing so there's the living room and this kind of transitional space that was naturally lifted like a stage and since I would watch videos of my mom doing musicals um, because she also worked in musical theater I um. I saw her doing it, this person I love, doing this thing that I love. And so I have just always performed. Um, and what I've learned now is I've learned that I enjoy telling stories. So that's, that has been my way of doing it with music and dance.
0: So how long were these shows? Because one of my sisters also organized shows as a kid and they yeah. lasted all day. My parents oh. were in the room. <laughs>
1: I I honestly some of them were five minutes and I'm sure other shows were five hours
0: yeah and you're like no it, no, no this is a this is just the third intermission you have to sit yeah. down
1: <laughs> exactly there's no leaving
0: yeah no where are you going I'm still performing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly I just remember my sister getting like so mad when my parents would stand up. So whatever, like someone's like, I put on shows at home and I had a place where I put on shows. I'm like, they lasted like 10 hours, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Never ending. Yes. So, <laughs> I love that you and your sister did that, by the oh way. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> uh, and the costumes were something.
1: Mm, <laughs> <I'm> so. sure.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: I love it. Creativity. <laughs>
0: It was, it was. So when did you start dancing and how did dancing help you become a well-rounded performer?
1: I started dance class in the third grade. I started at ballet school. So it's a very structured way of learning dance because I, you know, was wild at home and was doing my own thing. Ballet class was definitely the Kickstarter that taught me that dance can be a discipline and a practice as well as something really fun and wildly creative. So, um, and I think how has it helped me, shape me as a performer? I think because it started with discipline and understanding that this is something that takes maintenance, practice and attention. Um, And I approach all my work like that, whether that's a voice lesson or studying a scene or even, i planning something, planning an event, making sure everything is thoughtful and everyone's taken care of. I think that's my dance practice has a lot of that.
0: Do you have a favorite dance genre and like why?
1: I love jazz. There's an incredible documentary, I believe on Amazon Prime called Uprooted and it lays out the history of jazz. And in watching that documentary, I was reminded why I love the style so much. And it's because it's a fusion of Afro and Latin um, Caribbean music and movement. And that kind of rhythm has always, you know, reached something in here and it's something that is free. It's something to be interpreted Um, much like jazz music with musicians, jazz is improvised. And the same thing is done with movement. You know, there is of course, classical jazz, which is European ballet met with South American jazz. Fun fact that creates like, a more classical jazz built in with technique, which that kind of fusion is so cool. I mean, now in 2023, jazz, and because people evolve, creativity grows, artists meet each other, um, there's so many fusions and crossovers within the jazz world that I I love them all. So like jazz for me, in conclusion, just encompasses so much movement quality.
0: Like everything, and it shows so much expression. Yeah. I feel like you can really act exactly. The table,
1: exactly. Is- thank you for saying that because jazz is about feeling. Yes. Jazz is yeah, jazz is about expressing what's in here, what's in here. Um, where other styles really rely on the physicality and the physical shape to tell the story. Um, thank you for saying that. I that is like the key component
0: is I expressing wish- the feeling. Yeah, I wish I could do those dances because i just like watch you you all in amazement i can like do flips Uh, but i can't i have no rhythm when it comes to dance and i'm just like how like that this is so impressive what the heck
1: i suggest putting on some music and just (laughs)
0: let
1: the groove take you
0: that's what i did in see what happens and my dog disapproved (laughs) she stared at me like what are you doing
1: uh, maybe she'll join in with you next time.
0: Maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get her too. So <laughs> is there a, a show that you think, whether it was a regional show or like a recital, that prepared you most for like going on national tours and auditioning for Broadway
1: and mm-hmm. like
0: the big stage?
1: Mm-hmm. I think what prepared me the most to, um. To do this um, growing up was under the direction of a woman named Riley Fitzgerald at divine dance Center she made sure that my upbringing in dance I studied with her from sixth grade to when I graduated high school or fifth grade I don't know. Um, and she just made sure that our dance education was super diverse and we were constantly performing, so I think that's what prepared me to tour and to be able to approach doing eight shows a week, you yes. know, with with integrity with stamina. Um, because we were always performing if we weren't taking classes from her and her staff, we were at dance conventions taking classes from people from New York all over the place. So I think thanks to her and the schedule we were on and what we all committed to doing I was I've been able to step into the professional world and it, and it was just normal to me.
0: Wow. Okay. So shout out. Where, where's the
1: shout out? This is in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. There's a lot of dance where I come from in Southern Virginia and North Carolina.
0: So So someone watching can be like, Hey, I live close to there and, and go check it out or like email or email or call.
1: Yeah. Go see Riley.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you made your national tour debut in Kinky Boots.
1: And actually actually another show it was it what was,
0: show was it? okay um and was beauty and the
1: beast beauty
0: and the beast oh my god that's that crazy. came
1: first dying yeah
0: That is. it, I,
1: it makes sense oh god. the order in my bio may be different or my yeah. resume
0: yeah yeah on the on like Broadway world i feel like
1: yeah uh,
0: oh my gosh what a magical show to be a part of
1: i thank you for saying Wait, that i was hanging it? out with I'm sorry.
0: Were you a Disney kid growing up?
1: Oh my gosh, I was. That's exactly where I was going with this. I, uh, of course, grew up on Disney musicals. And they're, the Disney movies are musicals. It is all musical theater. Um, you know, it's song through dance. Thank you, Alan Menken. Yes. The
0: other weekend freaked out.
1: Ah, Amazing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Beauty and the Beast was was a really special one because the first Disney movie my mom ever bought when she got pregnant with me, my dad was like, well, if we're going to be parents, you know, we need to have a Disney movie. So he brought home the VHS of Beauty and the Beast because that came out uh, the year I was born. Oh my God. Um, and so mom watched the opening number and cried and was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen hormonal and pregnant with me. And... I don't know. It's just Beauty and the Beast has quite literally been in my existence for a long time. So, and I could do that show forever. Honestly, would love to play Lafou again one day.
0: Oh my gosh, what a good role! What a
1: fun show! Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a delicious role.
0: Yes, there's so much. I feel like freedom with that role to like just like freedom. Yeah. Get on stage <laughs> and make people laugh and make mm-hmm. people have a good time in the theater.
1: Mm-hmm. It really was my introduction to like act, professional acting on stage because I studied so hard in dance and LeFou, I remember I was, because I started as uh, the understudy as Le, for LeFou and my first understudy rehearsal, I asked one of the Bell covers, I, I suddenly I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she said, what's the most important thing to LeFou, Gaston's attention, focus on that. And every word that comes out of your mouth is real. It was this like panic advice of me being like, what do I do? And it, I don't know, from from there it was it just became class. Like to me, Beauty and the Beast, learning LeFu, getting to do it was was my freshman year of college. Wow. You know, Cause it was right after high school.
0: What an impressive role to like start <laughs> off with national tour wise. Because Thank you. I've heard like from people who do comedy that comedy is so hard to find your pacing in. And it's like, yeah. it's a completely different type of acting.
1: Yeah, it, it's, um, what's hard about comedy is you have to listen to the silence. It's what happens in between the yeah. words.
0: Yeah, and when things get awkward, you have to be like, okay, so I just have to like <laughs> continue and do my thing and like yeah. and laugh and have fun with it.
1: <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. have you heard of yes and
0: i haven't
1: so in improv and comedy instead of like you always want to say yes and you know
0: oh, so if, with the
1: improvisation if someone in theater someone makes a choice you can literally say yes and fill in the blank or you can just uh, go with what they're saying so the the phrase of yes and is you know it's just how we're having this conversation we're saying yeah. yes to each other and we contribute something
0: oh my gosh
1: yeah it's, wow. a, it's yeah you learn like something staple, new every day
0: the staple of like comedy and like and probably and acting too yeah
1: because yeah, if you say no it shuts down <laughs> yeah it it stops the momentum of the scene it it shuts your scene partner out yes yeah
0: so, so I'm gonna get into more stuff but first Let's how cool it. is it to be in Beauty and the Beast and get to fi- inspire kids of the next generation through that show because like that's a show that is gonna be kids first show to ever see in their life otherwise. wise
1: true it was really special we could look out the dressing room window wherever we were whatever theater, you would always see kids coming in in yellow bell dresses or having the little beast cape, some kind of costume, because Beauty and the Beast reaches all ages and it's been around for almost 30 years now. So it's reached a lot of people. And so I know for me when I saw theater as a kid that was based on a movie I loved, or characters I knew, it was the moment where the magic became real and it was right in front of me. Um, yeah, and it's and I feel like whether it's something like Beauty and the Beast reaching the five-year-old or Bob Fosse's Dancing reaching an 80-year-old who saw the original production, there's this magical thing in live theater. Yes. Where you can like make something real for people. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh, there definitely is. And where a kid is like, oh my gosh, that's Belle on stage. Or that, yeah, that those are the characters I love on stage.
1: Uh-huh. But
0: they're like, those are the actual real people. <laughs> that's the exactly actual real Belle.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: The magic's beautiful at that age. It so is. I want to talk kinky boots because uh I feel like that was a really cool show for you to be in. Um I, and I have a question about that later, but what was your audition process like?
1: You know, I auditioned for Kinky Boots a lot, actually. I, over the years, um, for different angels doing different things because they all have their own little shtick. And I gotta say, when I finally, one had availability, they had availability so many things have to align you know for timing to work out um i that was it was a blast because we were going around america in 2017 times were polarizing and still are um and especially where the tour route was going people would protest the show um we would go out to drag bars queer spaces and everything was so warm and felt precious and protected. Um, So Kinky Boots, it was this high level of glamor. I have never felt more like a glamazon in my life to knowing that like just what we're doing as silly as it can feel and playful and joyous as it can feel has this really serious impact outside of the comfort of this theater. Um, so I, I know for me personally in my life, I stepped my advocacy up specifically towards homeless LGBTQIA youth. We visited a lot of shelters. Um, and I was shocked to learn that Broadway Cares funded their food pantry, even like more shocking to learn that, you know, young people are kicked out of their homes for just trying to be who they are and kinky boots, um brought that into my life and made and really brought it into my awareness and consciousness. And it has like completely shifted a lot of things for me. You know, I, I just, I love drag so much and it's important.
0: Well, I'm sure that like a big, uh, percentage of the audience that comes to that are actually like kids who like got kicked out at like 16, 17 for just like, wanting yes. to be who they are so they get to like come and enjoy themselves at a theater and like see themselves on stage in a way mm-hmm. it's just so mm-hmm. cool so my question is as someone in the lgbtq community what does seeing a show like kinky boots on stage mean to you and what does touring it mean to you
1: um it touring with it mean to me um it just it felt important Um, seeing it on stage, it, I don't, it got me, it got me inspired and happy. And what I like about that story is it takes like Lola and Charlie could not come from more separate worlds. However, they have this thing in common, which is, um, being estranged from their father or more so not living up to their father's expectations actually is what they have in common. So it just, it hit, it hits home for me personally. You know, for a lot of, I have a beautiful relationship with my father, but it's just it's touching. I come from a, you know, a a town in the south where, while I am surrounded by a lot of love and support there, sometimes it's not so easy. You know, so I don't know. Kinky boots, all in all, just feels in, and felt important.
0: Yeah, it's a different place than like New York City or uh, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm in Los Angeles right now, and Los Angeles I feel like is like. One of the most like accepting places in the world,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. absolutely, for sure. Love it out there,
0: yes. So, Hi,
1: shout out to the LA girlies! Oh
0: my gosh, LA, the weather's the best part, honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm from Texas,
0: so I can't, I could not deal with the Texas weather anymore. <laughs> mm, spring storms, no. Wow. And, So how do you keep your stamina up while dancing eight times a week in a show like Kinky Boots and simultaneously being on the road and traveling? Like, was that something that you had to like slowly work on? I know with Beauty and the Beast, there's not as much, quite as much dancing in Kinky Boots. It's a very like dance heavy show.
1: Yeah, actually, um, you're going to be shocked to hear this. Most of Kinky Boots, um, the work was getting into drag oh everything my. else. It we are walking and pumping around that stage with the angels only are in five numbers. But, it's just five numbers and they <laughs> they are a little strenuous. However, it's it mostly is about the singing. So the work at Kinky Boots, I went to the gym like for two hours every day because in my mind, I felt like I wasn't like sweating enough on stage. I felt like it wasn't enough, um, but then you get to, but then in other shows like Cats, I did not go to oh the gym. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but, <laughs> but Kinky Boots, the work, <clears throat> and God, so much respect to drag artists everywhere getting into drag, honey takes time.
0: Oh my gosh, okay. I can imagine.
1: I And it, that's, that honey was goes. the gig. <laughs> yeah, that was the gig. <laughs>
0: I'm, yeah, I'm too lazy in the morning to put on any makeup.
1: <laughs> so
0: I all respect. Yeah. Do you all like do your own? Did you all do your own makeup for that show?
1: Yes, yes. It's I know cute. Lola has the option, but there yeah, we did cats it ourselves
0: because cats—you have to like paint the cat. Like, yeah. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Oh um, yeah. promise to you for that because that's nice. <laughs> and you have to like be like, keep my eyes open when I'm putting on makeup on my eyes.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> the uh-huh.
0: Work. So uh I can't not mention, I'm gonna get into cats, but I can't not mention yeah. you were in Hamilton. Yes. So what and by that time when you were in touring with Hamilton, it had already reached like that like popularity level. So, mm-hmm. when you got cast in Hamilton, what was your reaction?
1: My reaction was i I couldn't believe it at first. I ju- I mean, I jumped up and down in a parking lot. I was down um filming something in Mississippi of all places. Ooh. So everything about it was just strange. Um and and at the time, we didn't know what was happening with Danson if it was coming to broadway when it was coming to broadway so my initial reaction literally was can i do it can't do they really want me can i do this yeah so it it was a, it it took me a minute to accept that i was even gonna be able to do the show you know yes and god i was so grateful and so happy i was able to i learned so much out there
0: do you have a favorite since I know you appreciate dance in like a way that like so many that a lot of people don't? Do you have a favorite dance number in Hamilton and why?
1: I the Skylar sisters is so fun to me. It was so simple, so easy that um I that was something I looked forward to every night. Um, but then I think top one is satisfied. Oh. I love the partner work. I love the scene work. I love the music. Also my specific track I did, I did a lot of really fun floor work like around Angelica's dress and oh my God. Wow.
0: That's amazing. So you have to be careful with the dress too at the same time.
1: Yes. Especially <laughs> like, oh. if a new sister is there and is a different height with a different dress hem length, It. <gasps> I've definitely like rolled my face into some fabric.
0: Ooh, fun. <laughs> I don't know, but
1: it's, it's fierce. If it's going to be anyone, oh, let it yeah. be Angelica Schuyler.
0: And you're like, it's <laughs> supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happen. So in a show like Hamilton, there, it has such a dedicated fan base. And I feel like the fan base probably grows every year because like it's on Disney plus and people can watch it on Disney plus and then like yes. more people getting to Broadway. So how does the energy from the fans of a show like Hamilton affect your performance nightly?
1: Mm. I mean, you go out there and it's instant applause just by being. standing. (laughs) And it's a, it's a moment I realized I'm high. I have been asked, I have been invited into this masterpiece. and it's as soon as it begins it's not about me at all I have a I have a job to do and it's to meet this material it is what that is in regards to like understanding the respect and the fan base and stepping out there you know like almost like held me accountable like to like really show up for the work and to deliver something beyond just this these clothes i'm wearing that are now iconic you know for people to see the the hamilton costume
0: people are like dressing up and, and those for halloween are making their own uh-huh. and stuff which is uh-huh. wild
1: yeah yes.
0: so i mean that that is very cool um
1: thank you some,
0: do you have like any favorite stage door memories from your time with hamilton speaking of fans of the show
1: um i just i love meeting young theater kids who want to pursue a creative life and the show has reached them to the point where they have felt inclined to wait outside to say thank you to us the the players who told the story
0: Oh, my little device is listening to our interview (laughs)
1: <laughs> she has uh, something to say
0: <laughs> she, she's spying on me no, I'm kidding <laughs> she, she's listening in she's like I want to join too
1: <laughs> oh my god everyone loves Hamilton including AI
0: yes exactly That's that's the that's the problem <laughs> it's too popular
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
0: <laughs> and the cool thing about Hamilton also I feel like is that the ensemble plays <clears throat> like such a big part in the storyline through dance
1: It does. It does. Andy Blankenbuehler set up an ensemble that is the subtext of what's happening with the principals in the middle of the stage.
0: Yes. It's just like, it's, you're in awe watching it. I feel like Mm -hmm. watching, like you have to pay attention to all, to what's going on, what the ensemble members are doing, because if you don't, you're going to miss something huge.
1: Exactly. Just like all this choreography with like the plotting and planning, yes. ships and the in the night, you know, all it's it's its own language, truly.
0: It is. It really is. Dance is its own language. Every kind of dance. So I want to talk cats real quick, and then I'm going to get into dancing.
1: So, Meow.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So cats, what an iconic show to be a part of and to get to like a tour with. I mean, yeah. you get to bring that. You get to bring that show to new people who haven't seen the show maybe or to people who haven't seen it and since the last time it toured and Mm -hmm. it's like they're it's one of their favorite shows but like what's it like getting to be a part of a show that's run that's had a runtime as long as cats and that is like as when people think musical theater they think cats they go to cats and phantom
1: Mm -hmm. exactly exactly well, with cats, I mean, gosh, talk about a legacy piece there. People are coming excited. People who have seen the show, know the show, love the show with cats are coming. I don't think they have expectations. I think with cats, they're more excited. What I learned from the fan base and people who love the show is they love seeing different interpretations of these cats. Yeah, They. And they, the expectation is they want to be wowed and they want to feel the excitement and there are these moments. Um, But that's the way that they, that's fun about cats is they cast the show with people who fill into these characters. You know, you're gonna get the leg and innocence from Victoria. You're gonna get the mischief from Mungo and Rump. No matter who's playing those roles, um, I, the recent like lineage of mungo jerry's and rumple teasers we all know each other and because we all auditioned together of course but like from Jess Leprato to zachary jones to myself um ben and uh who just did it It, max craven we're all we're all we all talk to each other and we're friends and yeah there's a little club and all of our rumple teasers are i don't know if they know each other but they they're all little divas, you know? So anyway, I'm going on a tangent, but no, Cats I love tends it. to do that to me. Um, <laughs> um, but like in terms of the legacy and fans coming and seeing the show, it's, you're going to get a different junkyard every night. And, and it's exciting, even within the same company.
0: I mean, and talk about a show that tells a story through dance, because I feel like that's the main way Cats, like, Yes, through the songs too, but also through the dancing that's happening on stage.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a ballet.
0: You really have to like pay attention to all the art happening on stage, even though art that doesn't involve singing.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. For people who see musicals as needing to, and it can only be a traditional book musical, have a a hard time with cats because it just goes against the form, you know? Um, And it's a ballet. And I, going back to like the start of our conversation, starting in dance school at the ballet school, doing the Nutcracker, that's how stories worked. It's a character goes to a place or starts somewhere, goes somewhere else and meets people along the way. And as you meet the characters, they all have a vignette and do a performance and you keep it moving and then the character ends up back home. Um, and that, I don't know, cats is, is that simple and it's more about an evening of entertainment.
0: Yes, it definitely is. And the light, like the, the lighting, the stage setup, it's so pretty.
1: Oh my God. The light show. It's, I love the eighties and cats is a eighties science fiction musical.
0: Yes. Yes. I was really happy because I think when it, at Pantages my like family friend at the time who was like 12 13 was really into it and uh-huh. I was like this is so great like I feel like it's not something that is commonly that her generation commonly gets into but it's mm-hmm. something she has an appreciation for
1: it for cats oh yay well yeah. if I was there in 2019 I feel like cats they're every three to <laughs> five years
0: were you at the pantages tour because i might have seen it
1: was i definitely probably
0: saw you in it
1: oh i loved it
0: so that it it was so good oh thank Uh, you the people who came up behind me though and like touched my little like cat here green eyes that terrified me that terrified me i was on the aisle
1: (laughs) i'm so sorry
0: iconic no one warned me (laughs)
1: i was like someone warn me next (laughs) time oh my god
0: warning might have heart attack because someone's gonna come up behind you (laughs) exactly
1: danger in the aisle seat
0: danger in the aisle seat yes
1: well people who know and don't know just watching people in the aisle before the show knowing but not saying anything
0: (laughs) oh my god yeah i know it's rude (laughs) so Currently, I won't get into dancing because Broadway debut is so cool. And you're whenever I read four cast members making their Broadway debut in the show.
1: Yes. Like,
0: speaking of little clubs, like a little club of people who made their Broadway debut together. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's fun. So Very fun. how did you get involved with the show dancing?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was working as a barista in a coffee shop in a hospital in Virginia, um, because the, it was 2021. Um, and I, New York, I thought I was, wow. Side note. I thought I was going on tour with Moulin Rouge and that co- kept getting pushed back. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to live in the mountains in Virginia and work at this ballet school, be a barista in a coffee shop. Um, And I was there living my mountain life, thinking I was gonna do Moulin Rouge. And then I got an email from my acting teacher of an audition breakdown for Danson. And she said, you need to come back to New York and audition for this. So I did, I I reached out to my agent. I asked him to get me an appointment. Um, And luckily the same casting director, uh, Xavier who cast Cats was is also the casting director for dancing. So he knew me. And he didn't he didn't know about that I was gonna, I was supposed to do Moulin Rouge, but he just knew I did cats. He knew I was in a pandemic living in the mountains. And so it was just like the acting teacher, the agent, the casting director, they all were like, Tony, come here. So I came back to New York and I at the dance call behind the table was Wayne Slento our director, and Corinne McFadden, his associate. And I had saw Corinne a couple weeks before the COVID-19 shutdown at a two day long dance day audition for um, future replacements of Wicked. And it there weren't any openings, they just needed to build their file up for new people. And Corinne and I just really, I don't want to say vibe, but that's it. Like we just really connected. We were able to like joke around in the room. We were dancing together. It didn't feel like I was trying for a job. It was just fun and fun, good, solid dancing. And we spoke the same language. And then the day ended, The no one heard anything because it was just a, for future replacements audition. But then the shutdown happened and, next thing we know out of the pandemic i go back into dance and i see karen and i'm like oh my god like here's this woman that i connected so well with literally before the world shut down it was like one of my last memories having a good dance day in new york um and and to see her again on the way out i saw wayne and her looking at me on the way out i said corinne i said it's good to see you again and wayne reached over the table and grabbed me by the arms and, and asked me who are you i'm like i'm tony what's up and i just i never i didn't feel like i had the job at all throughout the audition process but what i did know was that whether i got dancing or not that there was support on the other side of the table, and I felt really celebrated by them. And I think that helped me show up as my best self in this audition process.
0: Wow! Yeah, that yeah. I feel like it, it that like also, pulled me. I mean, also you mentioned like speaking the same language too. Like I feel like like dance wise, like when you like know the terms and stuff to. Mm-hmm during conversation that really really helps especially in a show like this because yeah around dance and around uh Bob Bossy's choreography
1: Mm -hmm. and in terms also in style and like dynamic like how do you want to hit that thing you know really nice
0: so speaking of Bob Posse's choreography how did his choreography influence and inspire you growing up as a performer and like how cool is it to now get to do that on stage every night
1: (laughs) yeah um he influenced me growing up I saw videos of him doing snake in the grass from the little prince um his work in sweet charity take off with us steam heat so I, I I grew up watching him move and growing up as uh one of the few boys in dance it was always like the girls do this but you do the boy version and in bob's work it is just the human version everyone rolls the shoulder we all move the hand so i i wasn't aware of it or not but it just i looked at bob's stuff and i it was accessing all of these parts of me you know
0: you're like i don't have to be on on i'm not limited to yes. one side, I can yes. do every, I can do all of it. Mm-hmm. That's so cool to have it's that. It's very special to have like that legacy, mm-hmm. and to have that inspiration on people is very
1: cool. It it feels it feels very special.
0: So the director was also in the original cast of the show.
1: He was. and what
0: what what's it like getting to learn from him? as I'm sure you also were familiar with his work growing up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wayne Salento is the guy, the man who saw something in me and gave me this incredible opportunity. Um, It's amazing working with him because he actually did it. He was in the room. It's reviving a work from the source itself um, and its purest essence. Um, Dance is something that's going to be interpreted differently on everyone's bodies Um, anyway. So to have Wayne's expertise of, you know, this is how it should feel, this is the dynamic, this is the acting intention that's going in your brain. um, You can't get that off of a video or even off of like notes and notation or, or based on someone who learned it once upon a time after the fact, you know. Um, it's incredible it's like a it's like a time machine if yeah. that makes sense
0: no definitely definitely because like you're learning from like someone yeah you're mm. learning from someone in the in that original cast and you're like picking up things from that original Broadway production mm. which is really cool. are. so do you remember the day you made your Broadway debut I know everyone's names are on like lights on that stage which that must make things so much more exciting too honestly yeah to see your name behind you
1: yeah like- it's extremely special <laughs> yeah um but in regards to my Broadway debut I've heard, people say they black out and can't remember a thing for their Broadway debut but I remember every moment you know it was a performance mm. I was really proud of it's something I had worked Hard for and for a long time, and I'm proud of what I did.
0: You just look at like p- the pictures from like curtain call opening night and just like cries, seeing your name behind you.
1: <laughs> I just, I'm, it's more so disbelief and a reminder. It's like, wow, yeah, that's happening. Because from my perspective, I'm just running out to the thousand people I just like had this intimate two hours with, and, I, and it's bows to me or is me saying thank you. Thank all of you for like being here and doing this with us. So to see the picture, I'm like, You're like, what? my name's up there. Yeah. So the bows, what it means, I think uh, for me is different than what it looks like.
0: I feel like that's such a great, like lo- whoever came up with the, how the names look behind you all. That's such like a great love letter to like every dancer in the show. And yeah.
1: Bob that was important to Bob and in Chicago um, which is running right now at the ambassador theater they all bow with their name being announced on a microphone and in the original production of dancing they all bowed with like an announcement of their name you know so it's in the spirit of what Bob always did which was champion the dancer
0: yes as as people should as more people should so how would you convince people to come see dancing on Broadway
1: do you want to feel good? Do you want to be inspired to move? Do you want to have a good time? Do you want to forget anything that's stressing you out right now? Do you want a mental health day? Come see dancing. Please. Please.
0: I'm nominating you for the for the little, like little spot <laughs> narration. <laughs> oh my god, you it's get it. a
1: hot take outside the theater. Yeah, I'll do it.
0: They should definitely have you do it. I'm. I'll. I'll, I'll like send in a request, <laughs> and then I'll be like, "Oh, okay, hey, it happened."
1: <laughs> hmm yeah. It's happening.
0: Yeah. So to like kind of wrap up, what attracts you to shows you've been in because you've been in some iconic stuff, and you've really got to dance, act through dance on stage over your career, and you're like, just like at the start of your career, I feel like still.
1: I, thank you. I I agree. I feel like I'm also at the start of my career. I'm I'm so young. Um, And I mean, what attracts me to work that I do, it's something that I want to be proud of and something I believe in. And I think as I love focusing on the work I have in front of me, and whatever the next project is after this and i think this is the pattern i follow is it needs to stretch me in another direction you know i i like to think about like building my career which i've been lucky to be doing this for 11 years hopefully i can do it for
0: many more many more
1: um but i i don't see like a ladder moving upwards with different rungs i see it more like a like a web, like my, it builds out that way. It's more like a mountain of like a staircase that moves in a billion different directions. So yeah, just expanding out. And and I love, and I don't know, I I know when work is gonna do that for me and it's whatever comes into my inbox, so.
0: (laughs) And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you always know, you always know when something's for you. I think as an artist.
0: And when like casting directors like think of you or when like your manager thinks of you when she's when they see a role, that's, an, that's a sign.
1: Exactly. If someone else is, yeah, exactly. If someone else is like, Hey, I see this for you. Even if you don't at first, I don't, you have to listen to that.
0: Yeah. That's a sign. Even if, yeah. Even if you don't see it yourself. Mm-hmm. Just, so what advice would you give to young performers who are maybe college age or younger, growing up who want to be in the industry on the industry, self-confidence in the industry, et cetera.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. I think if you're a young person wanting to get into this industry, I think step one is know thyself um, and allow for that to change. (laughs) And it's okay to like move and shift and want different things. Um, I just, I think that I don't know you need to like allow room for for the unexpected and allow room for change and doing new things. And and with that in regards to training, doing new things, what does that look like? That looks like going to classes that make you uncomfortable, that that means taking advice that maybe makes you not, I don't know, that shakes up your self-perception, you know it's you it's the newness thing and putting yourself in new situations and but i i start with know thyself because you have to know your strengths and what you're bringing to the table um and and just like find the spots where my like my example is that i wasn't the most confident in singing alone on stage i love to sing but like the art of like crafting a song beginning middle and end in front of people took me a long time to learn how to do um, but I went to those classes, and and instead of only taking dance classes, that made me, you know, feel comfortable and confident.
0: And I'm sure you taught those people who were teaching those who were teaching those like acting classes a thing or two about dance. <laughs> Ew, because, <laughs> if they ever
1: saw me dance.
0: I mean, because I feel like it's the opposite for like people who were like who were like playing like Elphaba and like Glinda in these shows. They're like, oh, I don't feel confident dancing at all. And so, yeah. they get, so they get to like learn from the people around them on stage who are, who are dancing.
1: Mm-hmm. I hope, yeah. My hope anytime I dance, anytime I dance with people is that they're inspired to also move.
0: Yes. I feel, I mean, I feel like you're doing that on Broadway right now with people like in the audience every night. I, we are. Yeah.
1: We are. We are. That's Good. the goal.
0: So where can people follow you on social media to keep up with what you're doing?
1: At my name, Tony Delelio. That is spelled Tony T O N Y D A L E L I O.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And I'll put the link in the description of the video. And lastly, do you have anything else to promote or do you just want to tell people to come see dancing on Broadway?
1: I would like to promote Broadway bears happening June 18th. It's an incredible show. It's so fun. If you're in New York, please come out, buy tickets. And if you cannot make it to the show, you can donate at my page at broadwaycares.org slash Tony D bears.
0: And I'll put that link in the description as well. Thank you. Thank you. What a cool thing. Well, (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me to talk today and I I'm not sure if you can see but I'm like totally getting emotional hearing you talk because you're so inspiring. Aw, Thank you. I I really enjoyed getting to hear about your career and how passionate you are about about dance and about um being on stage and performing for people.
1: Oh. Happy to have this conversation, Becca. Thank you for having me. It's really I I love seeing young people excited about theater. So thank you. Thanks for
0: watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time.